Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Osage County, Oklahoma is getting a lot of attention right now. It's the setting of Martin Scorsese's latest film, Killers of the Flower Moon. The movie is based on a book about the 1920s Osage murders, when white men poured into Osage County and killed Osage people for their oil wealth. I'm Rachel Adams Heard, the host of In Trust, a podcast from Bloomberg and iHeartMedia. For over a year, I was reporting a different story about other ways white people got Osage land and wealth and how a prominent ranching family in Osage County became one of the biggest landowners here. Their ranching empire was built on land that at the turn of the century was all owned by the Osage Nation. So how'd they get it? Listen to the award-winning podcast, In Trust, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, welcome to the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we discuss some of the big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barr. And I'm Damian Sassauer. And I'm Rich Truman. You know what? You, when you hear these three, <laughs> you know what time it is. You know. It's back. It's back, folks. We're, we made it. We got renewed for another We're season. We're back. We're alive. The podcast for fantasy football is back. Man, this is my favorite time of the year. I love this time. Michael, why don't you tell them what you did in our fantasy league this year? It's unbelievable. Like, I don't know if anyone out there really pays attention to, you know, drafting and specifically the auto draft, but I haven't done this and got to be, I don't think I've ever done an auto draft because every time I've seen someone do it, they have five quarterbacks at the end of their team. <laughs> Michael, your team is filthy awesome and you auto drafted. Let me let me explain what, what happens. And, and I know the, the serious traditionalist uh, auto drafting, it's like your mom and she makes you feel favorite spaghetti and you ask your mom hey did you make the sauce homemade and she says no i got it from a jar baby ragu <laughs> and then you're like mom and so i know the traditionists are like ah, come on man but you know what life happens and sometimes look i gotta be up for work the next day and I, I'm an old man. I can't go on two hours. So well, what, what, tell everybody you have to drive across three states to get to work. You <laughs> sleep from like two in the afternoon to like ten o'clock. He's, he's not exaggerating. Yeah. I live in Pennsylvania. I got to go from Pennsylvania through New Jersey into New York and do it the other way back. And that's over four hours just commuting. Nothing, let alone the time I got to be at work. And. But you can set up an auto draft, and I used ESPN. I was that's our league. The way you do it is that first of all, you got to set your players up. You got to go through all the players. These are the players I want. These are the players I don't want. You set it up first of all because you're going to go through almost like uh, 200 players. Right. So then you you have, and we set up. It's I think 16 rounds we had, or whatever it was. So the first three rounds I set up, I said, okay, I want the best on the board. And that's according to my list. Then I went, okay, I want best running back. I want best wide out. I want best running back. I want best wide out. 
and then you could set it up however so you, you build want an after. algorithm really you build it so it, it has some parameters where it's like okay i'm not going to take a quarterback until say the seventh or eighth round whatever exactly. it is which is unbelievable because it keeps you disciplined yeah so why, don't, why don't you tell everybody who you like your first five picks were if you can remember well, it. if i remember right i got jj uh, Justin Jefferson. It is second and seven from the Steelers. 14. Dalvin the single set. Kirk play action. He's going to loop it. There's JJ. And there is a touchdown. Uh, which I was surprised. Number two is what really surprised me because I think there must have been a run on running backs and Travis Kelsey fell to me second. Yeah. Well, keep in yeah. mind, we also should tell people we have a 12-player league. It's right. a 12-team PPR, yeah. So to get Jefferson and Kelsey and you're picking at what, the three-hole? I was in the four hole. The four hole. Oof. I was in the four hole, and I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what What the hell happened here? It's like, you know, and it was great. And then uh, I got DeAndre Swift from Detroit. That's Swift over the left side, trying to get the edge. 10-5, end zone, touchdown, Detroit Lions. They are back on top. That's a great play. Unbelievable. I, I, I mean, this, this thing just fell. It just fell right into his lap. Yeah. The one I'm worried about, though. Is J.K. Dobbins? Yeah, no, he's not going to start for the first few weeks of the season. What I'm hearing out of Baltimore, but he's 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 being primed to take over in that backfield. But look, I mean, they've got Lamar Jackson, who's not going to get signed. It looks like this year, right? So he's going to yeah. be running with his hair on fire. But yeah, no, I mean, look, you just got to mix and match at that RB two. You know, you're there. But wow, I mean, like you know, to come away with the number one tight end, the number one receiver on most people's boards, and then to get a real RB one is something. I was sh- the greatest compliment you two paid me was. I got a note from Rich that said, you must have been live because <laughs> there's no way in the world that this was auto-draft. Yeah. I'm like, no, man, it was auto-draft. And it's like, and he were like, you kept sniping the players I wanted. And I'm like, that's too bad. Well, you know, well, you know what, we're, what we're not saying is that Michael has a driver who takes him back two ways. So he has like six hours in the car every day to set up. And then I'm just kidding. <laughs> So, you know, I think we got week one coming up, boys. I mean, look, I've got a good stat for y'all. So basically, check it out. Since the beginning of preseason, we like to use, you know, money lines as sort of a precursor for what Vegas and the sportbooks are really thinking. But of the 32 teams in the NFL, I think there are 32 teams, only four, only four have seen their lines, their money lines to win the Super Bowl improve since the start of preseason. And they are, in this order, the Raiders, the Eagles, the Dolphins, and the Ravens, which means... I guess some people are seeing some good things out of those summer camps, you know, out of those preseason camps. And so, you know, those four teams are, are looking a little bit better than they did just a few months back. Now, what about Indy? Well, they, I, you know, I, I only took the top four and put them in my notes here. But, yeah, no, I'm sure Indy <laughs> looks pretty good also. <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I'm surprised that Indy's not in that top four. You know, there, there were a few whose lines hadn't changed. Only a few. But, I mean, mostly... Uh, I mean, the lines have have gotten worse, you know, and you have obviously at the low end, you have people like Seattle, Houston, the Jets. I mean, their lines went from what, 250 to one to 300 to one. (laughs) But I mean, you know, to go from, you know, let's call it 40 to one to 31 to one, which is what happened to the Raiders here. I mean, that's a 25% improvement on their money line spread to win the Super Bowl. So the vibes out of Las Vegas must be something to speak about. We'll get into the players in a second, but Rich had this beautiful idea about the prediction <laughs> for the in, for the entire season. So I'm going to start with Rich. What is your prediction for the entire season? I have a couple, which are a little risky. I'm going to go with A.J. Dillon is going to be a more valuable fantasy back than his teammate Aaron Jones of the Ooh, Packers. I hope you're right. I hope uh, you're right. Rodgers takes, gives to Dillon, up the middle, has a hold of the five to the end. Dylan 
seven yard touchdown run. I hope you're right because I got him in my big money. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give you mine here. If we're going around the, the horn here, I think um, I think Dallas uh, Dallas Goddard's going to be uh, uh, a top three tight end this year. I do. I think it's only you know Kelsey and Andrews above him. I mean, I think Waller's got some question marks there. Uh, Kittle, obviously, with Trey Lance at quarterback, you don't know what to expect there. So, yeah, I, I like Goder. Well, the one guy you didn't mention, which is one of my other predictions, and this is really going on in a limb because you didn't even mention him. I'm predicting that Kyle Pitts will be a top two tight end this wow, year. Kyle wow, Kyle Pitts, there you have it. Going to throw for the end zone, caught. Touchdown! First career scoring catch for Kyle Pitts. That is. Yeah, you know, I do forget about Kyle Pitts, but he, you're right. In that offense, I mean, you know, there's nobody there. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. I got two. got two predictions. One... And I hate to sound like this because I hate negativity. It's the Detroit, it's the Detroit line. No, no, it's not. This is about Christian McCaffrey, Ooh. and I made it on purpose not to draft <laughs> Christian McCaffrey because I mean, you just don't know. He's a yeah, he's a great talent, but he can't stay healthy. And I think somewhere in this year. We're going to see him knocked out for several weeks. Yeah, I was I was at the top end in our draft, and the hardest pick I had to make was in the second round. Yeah. And I'm standing there, and I'm looking at Saquon Barkley. And yeah. it was the same sort of feeling. You're like, you know, he hasn't been healthy in so long, but how do you pass up on Saquon Barkley? And like the end of the second round, I was just like, you know, I had to take him. It was a hard pick to make, but if it works out for you, I mean, this is a guy who could be a top, top three RB, top you know, three fantasy player. You know what they wrote in the New York Times is that Saquon Barkley can have a great year if he has no fear in running. Interesting. So I, I want to see how that plays out. But. Well, speaking of running backs, I'll give you one other prediction I'm going to have, which is probably not going to happen, but I'm just going on a limb. Najee Harris is not a top eight running back this year. Well, he's got that this Frank, right? He's got but, the foot yeah, injury. Yeah. yeah. I think they're going to try to lessen his workload a little. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you don't know what to expect there. Big I mean, they got Trubisky. The Big Ben dumped the ball off to him a yeah. million times know, last right. year out of the backfield. Trubisky's not doing that. No, I hear you. I hear you. How long until that rookie quarterback starts in Pittsburgh? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not obviously not laughing at the injury. I'm laughing at what Rich did in one of his leagues about <laughs> Najee Harris. you got to tell the story about Najee uh, Harris. My, and I, have an, I have another league I do with my friends for over 30 years. 
And uh, my friend had the fourth pick, and he told me, yeah, I'm choosing between Najee Harris, who I really like, and another guy. And he didn't know he had a foot injury. And he goes, I really like Najee Harris. I go, you know, I really should go with your cut. <laughs> well, meanwhile, I'll probably be the number one back. Yeah, hey, saying, you know, you got to do your homework here. This is fantasy 2022. Oh, sneaky, Let's go. All right, so we got we got a big week coming up. You know, we've got some really choice week one matchups. I mean, I, the one that kind of stands out to me, obviously, um, I mean, for me, you got to begin with uh, with that Raiders matchup, right? You got to be you got to believe that um, with they landed Devontae Adams, they landed Chandler Jones, you know, in free agency. You know, there's high expectations on the Raiders, but the number one running back week one with at least three seasons to his name is Josh Jacobs. Here's Jacobs, hole on the right side, cut to the ten, five, jackpot, baby. Vegas touchdown! Yeah! Josh Jacobs averages over 27 points yeah. in week one as the fantasy running back. I mean, maybe, you know, he's a guy who can be available in fourth, maybe even fifth round of most drafts this year. He's a guy who might show up for you in week one. I, I'm looking at Josh Jacobs here. And then dump him after week two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chargers, that's going to be a high-scoring affair. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I think the over-under is, like, extremely high on that. But the game that... If you, by the way, if you're into you know the pick'em leagues and you're into confidence points and this and that, whatever, the Indianapolis game, yeah. Indianapolis plays Houston, yep, and uh, it's eight and a half for the spread. Widest, it, widest spread in the NFL this week. It is, and if you're into the Survivor League, you know it's like you got to go Indianapolis, and then number two after that, San Francisco against Chicago. Yeah, which brings me to the next point. How do you think Chicago is going to do this? <laughs> Everyone loves this guy Mooney, huh? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm i really suspect on Chicago. I don't want anything to do with that team. I, I hate to say it, and I know there are a lot of Bears fans. Look, I love David Montgomery, but I'm even hearing out of camp, uh, the, new, the, new, the staff doesn't really even know how to utilize him. I mean, how is that possible? You know, this is David Montgomery. So, look, I mean, there's five games in week one where your spread is six points or more, right? And that's not a lot. Usually you got a lot wider spreads. I mean, there's only one above seven and a half points, and that's the Colts game you referred right. to. So, right. you know, I mean, look, you know, I mean, that just shows that Vegas has a lot of difficulty pricing the spread in the beginning of the season because no one really knows, you know, how these teams are going to fare. They don't want to give up too many points to the underdog. Yeah, if you're, if, you're, if you're a gambling man, you bet the underdog against the spread in week one. Speaking of gambling... Damien, you got your big show, man. Yeah, man, we do. Making the, making the rounds. You got to tell me about it. Fridays and Saturdays. It's called Bloomberg The Lineup. Uh, it is about sports gambling, actually. So we're taking more of a sports gambling you know, uh, perspective of the, the, the international sports world. So we're going to be talking NFL. Uh, we're going to be talking Major League Baseball, NBA, hockey. We're going to be talking uh, F1. We're going to be talking everything under the sun, Champions League, World Cup qualify, you name it. And you know what we're going to be doing is we're going to be looking at betting lines and what the sports books are saying and where the money is going. We're going to be following the money every Friday and Saturday on Bloomberg Television. Oh, that's going to be good. It's going to be so, good. You know I'm you know I'm going to be tuned in. Yeah, it's going to be a really good show, so everybody should tune in. I'm going to give you two sleeper picks for this week fantasy-wise. Again, I don't like to pick the obvious guys. One guy I'm going to go with is running back Mike Davis of the Ravens. Interesting. They're playing the Jets, who had the worst defense in the league yeah. last year. As Damian mentioned before, J.K. Dobbins might be out. Interesting. He might, if he plays, he might be hobbled. Gus Edwards is out for four weeks because yep. he's injured. I think Mike Davis could have a good week one if you're looking. And then another guy I want to go with, Antonio Gibson against Jacksonville. Again, Jacksonville, one of the bottom ten defenses. Gibson was supposed to lose his starting job yes. in the preseason, but um, there were circumstances. Is uh, 
teammate got shot, and yeah. Antonio Gibson's back in the starting lineup, probably has a little chip on his shoulder. So those would be two sleeper picks that I would go for in week one. You know, you talk about revenge games, and I'm wondering Ooh. about this. You got two revenge games that I'm that I'm really looking at. One, you Russell got, Wilson. Yes. It's going against Seattle. Who's poor this year, by the way. Yeah. They, I, I think, man, if Denver's going to rip them apart. Yeah. Man. It's, you know, that's another one I've got on my list. It's like, do I want to pick that? And the other one, uh, when you see Cleveland uh, playing Carolina, mm-hmm. I'm oh. – Baker. Baker's got mad Baker. Mad Baker. <laughs> he's he's a mad it. Baker boy. He really is. I think he's going to play out of his shoes too. I love. I love quarterback revenge games. You know, there was an interesting stat I saw um, over the weekend, which was basically looking at you know quarterback revenge games over the better part of the last yeah. call it seven eight years. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick had some good ones. You know, he was uh, he played against Tennessee. He killed it. He had another one. I mean, two of them. One in. I, I mean, so so yeah. You know, you had Dalton. You've had Keenum. You've had Stafford. All these revenge games. And so yeah, I like Russ Wilson's chances this year. I guess for me. The, uh, the 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 sort of sleeper pick of the week um, is going to be out of that Raiders game, but it's not going to be Josh Jacobs. It's going to be Hunter Renfro. You know, you've got a slot receiver. I mean, you got to believe that you know with Waller and Adams and all the attention that people are going to place on them that you know Hunter Renfro is going to run free in the middle of the field. And this is a guy who's basically had 15 and 14 points respectively per game against the Chargers last season with three touchdowns. So I like Hunter Renfro's chances to to put up some fantasy points. I got to ask a favor. My oldest son. Now, ordinarily, the only sport he loves is auto racing. He called me up a few days ago and he said, Dad, because I started this new job, they're starting a brand new fantasy football league and I need your help. (laughs) I said, don't you worry, boy, I'll fix you up. And, of course, now, you know, because he's got that sense of humor like Rich, he said, Dad, don't worry. We all know a touchdown is worth 20 points. I'm like, oh, oh boy. No, 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 oh, no, no. And, but he's just starting out. So I'm going to ask you guys, what advice would you give a brand new rookie fantasy football player? Well, my advice is simple. I mean, you wait on quarterback, you wait on tight end, you get as many skill position players as you can, and you just try to, you know, you know I mean, you don't really, yeah, you just want to build a nice, stable kind of alpha. I think also the other nice little nugget of advice is a lot of people focus on defenses. They reach for these teams like Tampa and the Rams and, and, and San Francisco. I mean, you just don't know how defenses are going to perform in the early part of an NFL season, but what you do know are the betting lines. And so I always like to take a defense that has a nice couple games to begin the season, like the Broncos, like the Colts. You know, they've got some nice choice matchups in weeks one and two, and so let them get off to a hot start. That's an easy way to get some points on the back end. I do have the Colts in our uh, work league. (laughs) One one advice I would give is don't only concentrate on your team. Look at the person that you're drafting next to you. So if you have the ninth pick in a 10-team league and and just who who the 10th guy has, if he already picked his quarterback, you don't necessarily have to go to a quarterback on the way back in round five. You might be able to get him on the way back in round six. So don't only pay attention to your team. Pay attention to the teams that are around you. And he he lives in the Detroit area and he said, uh, well, I know I'm not going to pick any Detroit Lions. (laughs) And I said, "Eh, that's not that far off. (laughs) I've got got another piece of advice for son. Um, Don't pick any New York Jets. I mean, that's a rule. I'm a a huge Jet fan, so I can say this. I mean, I don't pick New York Jets in this year. I have to say in my big money league, I had to pick uh, Elijah Moore. I mean, he was just sitting there looking at me and he is, I hope he, I look, I, 
I, I, I don't want to jinx it, but God, I would love to see the Jets be good this year. Oh, man. We got our fingers crossed. We'll see. We'll hope. See? Already in the books. We just <laughs> sailed by, man. It's I love fantasy football, guys. Uh, we, we'll be back next week. Don't worry. Uh, you've been listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, Fantasy Sports Edition. I'm Michael Barr. You can follow me on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. And I'm Damian Sassauer. You can follow me on Twitter at D Sassauer. And you can just call up here and, and talk to Rich. And talk to Rich. Yeah, he's always, he doesn't work hard. <laughs> <laughs> you can catch our podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, by the way, you can download our podcast wherever you get them because that's the way we roll. Osage County, Oklahoma is getting a lot of attention right now. It's the setting of Martin Scorsese's latest film, Killers of the Flower Moon. The movie is based on a book about the 1920s Osage murders, when white men poured into Osage County and killed Osage people for their oil wealth. I'm Rachel Adams Hurd, the host of In Trust, a podcast from Bloomberg and iHeartMedia. For over a year, I was reporting a different story about other ways white people got Osage land and wealth, and how a prominent ranching family in Osage County became one of the biggest landowners here. Their ranching empire was built on land that at the turn of the century was all owned by the Osage Nation. So how'd they get it? Listen to the award-winning podcast, In Trust, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.